Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit PleasurePodcasts.com. Hey, I'm Molly Stewart, and you're listening to Holly Randall Unfiltered, sponsored by Twisties. Twisties is a leading glamour porn site for exclusively lesbian and girl-girl content. Since starting my journey with Twisties, I have shot some incredible scenes with some of the best girls, making some truly amazing fantasies come to life. For 18 years, they have featured the biggest names in the industry recently rebranding to exclusively female content. Twisties stays focused on raising the bar of what modern porn looks like, while highlighting the up-and-coming talent of our generation. Their Treats of the Month and now Treat of the Year give viewers a taste of what their favorite girls are like under the wrapper. My journey since being their Treat of the Month in January of 2018 has been incredible, and I can't wait to see what they have in store for the future. To unwrap the hottest treats and mouthwatering scenes, visit twisties.com and find them on Twitter at Twisties and Instagram at Twisties Treats. Hi, I'm Holly Randall, and welcome to my podcast, Holly Randall Unfiltered. This is a show about sex, the adult industry, and the people in it. I'm a 21-year veteran of this fascinating little industry, and as the eldest child of the trailblazing erotic photographer Suze Randall, you could say I grew up in it. So forget everything you think you know about porn, because this show is going to change your mind. My guests are some of the biggest names in the industry, and we unabashedly reveal the real behind-the-scenes stories. The funny, the inspiring, the tragic, and the bizarre. Everyone has an opinion about sex work, but few people actually listen to the sex workers. So sit back and prepare yourself for a podcast, which is honest, raw, and unfiltered. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holly Randall Unfiltered. I am so excited today because I have somebody who's actually a friend of mine. Yes, we make plans outside of work, and I love her so much because she is a Virgo like me, and we are so similar in so many ways. Um, You know her as the one and only Cherie DeVille. Hi. Amazing intro. I love. Thank you. I was just (laughs) Off the cuff. Oh, just off. It's just, you know, off just the cuff praise. Off the cuff. <laughs> so, Sheree, you are now the internet's favorite stepmom. Yeah, I titled myself that. So. I know. <laughs> I, I've noticed that. I've noticed that, like, change in promo. And it's like, you've really... That's Danny Daniels' fault. Yes. Yeah, I made a joke about it on Instagram or Twitter one day, like, in one of my captions. And she immediately texts me and she's like, so is that your new branding? I'm like, um, I guess it is now. <laughs> It's that a, you've said something, yes. <laughs> so you've like embraced the stepmom genre, which yeah, yeah. is very prolific mm-hmm. in our industry. And you know, some people say is overdone. It's overdone. <laughs> it's overdone. I won't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to tell you right now. It's overdone. But like, what isn't? You yeah. know, 
big jugs, big, like, that's what porn is, like, a series of, like, cute tropes and little genres that become popular. So I've been, you know, placed by others in my niche. And then as my brand grew, I just sort of embraced it. You know, Uh, other people, other companies built this gorgeous fan base for me as like a MILF cougar stepmom. And, you know, as I went on to be able to make money on my own, I I scooped it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think um, you've definitely embraced it. And you are like, perfect. You're also too, like, this is one of the things that I love about you. You're such an intelligent woman. And you are such like a, quote unquote, normal person, like, you know, you can have very normal conversations about everyday stuff. But like when you get in front of the camera, the shit that comes out of your mouth is unfucking real. And it's like, I'm always so impressed. I have a potty mouth. <laughs> Where does that come from? Like, does it just fly out of your mouth? And you don't even think about it? It does just fly out of my mouth and I don't even think about it. Bizarrely. Yeah. I just feel like, like whatever moment somebody gives me, whether it's like a whole script or like a person to be. I just try and brainstorm, like, what would that person be saying? What would that person be doing? What is, like, the weirdest, funniest shit that could still stay within the lane of that genre? You know, and sometimes I miss the mark and it gets too comedic. But, you know, I feel like a lot of times I I stay well in that lane. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's so good. There's definitely been so many times where I'm just off camera. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. What is your favorite role to do? Do you have like a favorite? My favorite role to do? You know, that's a good question. I like the porn part of porn is easy and fun. You know, whether you're having aggressive sex or romantic sex or, you know, I'm the controlling one, I'm the submissive. That part is it's almost human nature. So like the part where I feel like I'm still like a musician and an artist and still have like my moment of like jazz is the dialogue part. Um, So I really do like being given characters, even if it's some stupid, like not that Gonzo is stupid, but even if it's a, a Gonzo film, it helps me to be someone other than just me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, who am I? Even if it's just like you are the sluttiest whore that's ever entered this building, that's still enough for me to be like, well, what is the sluttiest whore shit that could come out of my mouth? Like, I love having something to kind of riff off of. It like, yeah, it brings me, it brings me joy and bizarrely fills me with like a sense of pride that I'm like creating like this erotic content for people that's more than just like a dick going into a pussy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You definitely like create this whole fantasy and, I love it. and, and yeah. And this whole, like, I mean, you're so into it and you really, the thing that I think a lot of people don't do that you do so well is you stay in character throughout the scene. Like oh, what a yeah. lot of people do is they say their dialogue that they have mm-hmm. to say at the beginning of the scene. And then like, as soon as the sex starts, like they drop that character right. that they're supposed to be, but I, you stay in that character. But like, that is what brings me joy. Like what, I, even if the character's a, a silly porn trope, like what would a Midwestern soccer mom be vibing with right now? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that adds because I mean, a lot of people might fast forward through the dialogue, right? So I feel like even during the sex, there is a moment to be in that genre because if someone is wanting stepmom porn or MILF porn or submissive porn or like they don't want, I assume, or when I watch porn, I don't want 
the the whole thing that's brought you to that point to be dropped like a hot potato. Yeah, totally. I want that fetish, even if it's just a verbal fetish, to like keep going. Yeah. Because that's what really does it for me. That's what separates – like if I just wanted dick and pussy, I would probably just want gonzo. But I like storyline porn – for the reason that it it, it is. It, it makes the whole thing something a little different, something a little more special and honestly, a little more naughty. Because for me, you can be doing a perfectly like vanilla scene, like no slapping, no choking, no rough penetration and still make it filthy as fuck. Yeah. If you stay in character, say some dirty shit, get weird, like, you know, really explore that moment. It's fun for me. Yeah, yeah. for me, definitely. And I don't know if it's just, I mean... Apparently studies have shown that women want more of a storyline. Um, but I definitely like the, it's the talking that, that gets me like the, and, and the people always ask me when was the, have you ever been turned on shooting a scene? And it's, my answer is like 99.9% of the time. No. Well, cause you're shooting a scene. Yeah, like your brain is shooting a scene. Yeah. yeah. I'm like thinking about angles. I'm thinking about. Um, you know, lighting. I'm thinking about time. Yeah. <laughs> like, do, have we shot enough time? Are we going over? Yeah. Like, is the location owner going to be home in 15 minutes and walk through that door? Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of thing. But the one time that I did get like a li- maybe a little, my ears yeah. perked up a little bit was with Tommy Pistol. And it was because we were doing a professor student scene, which is totally like a fetish of mine. Oh, and so he was the professor mm-hmm. and the things that he was saying was so hot. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's one of the reasons why he is not just one of my top go-tos, but a lot of people's go-tos mm-hmm. because of that, especially like if if someone especially asked me, because one of my favorite things to do is be like submissive in BDSM and that's not something I get to do on film a lot. Yeah. People always put you as like right. the dom. You <laughs> which do is so fine, well. which is fine. Um, but for me, if I get to do that, I want someone who can talk to me. Uh, sure, beat the crap out of me, give me rough sex, all of that's fine. But if you want me to like cry, if you want me to feel it, if you want me to like really get submissive, like really in my heart, you got to say some shit. Yeah. And there aren't many people that can do that. And he's one of them. So yeah. what, like, what so I try to give that to my talent too. So yeah. like, maybe they don't even want it, but like, I'm always trying to like, yeah, find that thing that I can say that makes their, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Even if I'm, even if it's not in the character of the scene whispered in their ear, like once you get to know your talent, you're like, Oh, I see you. Yeah. 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 What are like some of the things that you like to hear? Like, so if you're being submissive and someone's dominating you, is there anything like specific, like what kind of dirty talk is it? Probably not super specific, but like if you're going to be dominant and you're going to be in control of me, well, why? Like paint a picture in my mind you know, make me feel it with your words. Like, I want to feel it even if I'm watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't feel how hard you're pinching me or how hard you're fucking me or how hard you slap me. Like, I want to feel this emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that probably depends on, like, the character of the film. But if it's supposed to be scary, scare me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I I love that. And for whatever reason probably because it's in porn, you can't actually like hit or beat someone that hard and that's fine. So you are left to those spots in your imagination to make it real. And for me, the verbal stuff really, really helps like bring 
all of it like home so I can get to that really beautiful subby space. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, going back to the roles that you've played, um, what are some of your favorite, maybe like movies that you've done Mm -hmm. specific characters that you've played that like you really enjoyed? Um, I've done so many amazing things, like specifically, I feel like with Brie Mills, Mm -hmm. she writes like the coolest scripts. And even in her AMA the other day, she was talking about this movie I did years ago with her, A Delicate Vice. Mm -hmm. And I was a hooker and Kenna James was my driver. And that sounds like such a like simple plot, but like it was fucking like I cried genuinely during the sex scene, like because the whole movie all of the dialogue, like those three, two, three, however many days of work were so emotional. The characters were so connected. You know, the, the, everything was so nuanced. Like it got to the point where it felt like beautiful and real to me. So like during the culmination of the movie, when we had that like sex scene where she knows like, I'm never going to really love her, but I'm like, like, that's what I like. I, I like sell it to me. If you sell it to me, I will act it the fuck out because I like playing pretend. Like, I feel like that's part of the reason that I'm in this whole job. Like, glam me up. Give me the fantasy. Let me play another role. Let me wear crazy clothes I would never wear. Like, I love to role play in this safe space, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm like a neurotic Virgo. So there's not a lot of places that I really feel like good and safe. Like I did a lot of swinging before porn, but like I would have never done a gangbang at the swingers club. Like I would have never felt truly safe to do a lot of those things. I would have never like spent three days getting into character with someone to the point where I could cry during sex. But like that's fucking beautiful to me, Mm -hmm. you know? So the fact that porn can like bring me all of this like erotic pleasure in this like huge variety of like experiences and for my neurotic like safety rule following self to feel really at home is like really fun it's like it's like a Cherie playground honestly like this pretty person saying this crazy shit doing this thing and I get to dress like this with pro hair and makeup like yeah so what you just said goes against the narrative that so many people buy into um about the porn industry And so many people who've been in the porn industry for a long time have said, like, this is a place where I can safely act out my fantasies. Like, a hundred percent. But most people see the porn industry as a very unsafe place to be. And they think that, you know, people on set are always being abused and manipulated Mm -hmm. and exploited. So what is it about porn that makes you feel like it's a safe space for you? I mean, porn just is objectively safe. You know, we have testing. We have on-set liaisons making sure you're safe. We have a huge crew making sure you're safe. You have safe words. You have, well, I have, you know, I'm an adult with a a strong sense of like control and autonomy. So I feel very comfortable saying no. Mm -hmm. You know, all these things make me feel super safe. All all the talent, you know, even in, and I think in-person work is fantastic and beautiful, but you know, there's a a power discrepancy. Like, the person, the the provider is getting paid. The other person is paying. So, mm-hmm. you know, the provider has the power. Um, I like that I'm getting paid and my co-star is getting paid. Like we're on the same plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those things make me feel super, super safe. As for why the public thinks it's unsafe, 
Um, I don't think that that's based in reality at all. I have so many different theories, but like what I kind of come back to is that I wonder what people love to shit on us. Mm-hmm. People love to to white knight us. People love to think we need saving. And I feel like a lot of that actually feeds into people's erotic fantasies of us. Mm. And I feel like especially men, I wonder how they would feel if they really accepted that we are autonomous, powerful, and completely joyously in control of our professions. I think there is part of the dialogue that society puts on us that that is like part of the sexual sexualization process almost you know what I mean like objectified nothing worthless only job we could get like I wonder if there's something in that that makes us feel safe to them Mm. you know what I mean non-threatening you mean non-threatening and just like like a wife whose husband maybe sees an in-person service provider can reassure herself by saying Oh, she's just a whore. Yeah, she's, she's worthless. just a whore. She's, worth she's worthless. It or doesn't matter. Or someone whose matter. boyfriend watches a lot of porn. Right, they're nothing. They're practically not real people. If you met them in person, you would hate them. They're all drug-addled losers. Like, decreasing our value like that helps us feel safe, mm. I think. That makes you know? sense. Because our industry is and has been safe for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So why is the mainstream dialogue still against us? I think people feel so shameful about themselves and so shameful about sex and so shameful about expressing their sexual selves to see powerful people doing it so openly and brazenly. Like, you kind of got to shit on that. Otherwise, like, what does that say about you? Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, no, that can't be powerful and beautiful. I I can't feel that way. You know, sex must be shameful and shitty. Yeah. And you all, it's funny too, because you always see people like specifically referring to the female talent. You never really hear a lot of people talking about how like the the male talent is being exploited. The male talent gets jobs outside of porn easily. The male talent is glorified. You know, it's not, and and even if you talk to people that they couldn't possibly be used, they have penises, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's ridiculous do you think that so because you have a penis hanging down your legs means yeah. that you can't be abused and my vagina means that i can't like what kind of misogynistic old school crap is that i think that that alone shows you the dialogue people almost like need to feel to watch it yeah do you, you think know? that the actual penetration has something to do with it? Because, you know, a lot of girls, and you for a long time were girl, girl only. And Absolutely. that feels like more acceptable, right? Absolutely. And then also, um, you know, there's even like going, even going back to, even if we start talking about like gay sex, if we go back mm-hmm. to like, you know, Roman Top times spottoms. where 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 emperors had, um, you know, like their boys that mm-hmm. that they would have sex with, it was like seen as okay back then if you were the penetrator, but if you were on the receiving end, that was like emasculating in some way. So do you think like the penetration has something to do with that power dynamic? It probably does because I think a lot of um, femdom artists that don't receive penetration and only provide penetration Mm -hmm. might not get this quite the same vibe, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's 
you know, like the sex or gender you were born with. I don't know if it, I don't know. And I don't know if it's different in other countries, but it really feels strong, at least in the United States. And even when I transitioned, like you said, from girl, girl to boy, girl, um, I know a lot of people don't make that transition because they don't want to decrease the amount of human beings they can date Mm -hmm. because more men specifically are willing to date you bizarrely. If you're only having sex with other women, that somehow doesn't feel as, uh, I don't know, insecure, threatening, which is bizarre because to me that should feel like more threatening, if anything, because like you don't have the same equipment, you can't compete, but Mm -hmm. our society has sexualized female-female relationships so much that they almost feel hot mm-hmm. and not threatening, which is fucked up in itself. Yeah, because it's you like know? almost every boyfriend is okay with you having sex with another girl, but not mm-hmm. another man. Like if it's a threesome that your guy wants, like he wants another woman in there. He doesn't want another man. A in lot there. of times. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder if for the new generation that it, I hope to God that's changing for them because these gender roles are stifling. Yeah. To be honest. They really are. They and really I, are. I didn't really think about that so much until I started doing this podcast. I have to admit, I had a lot of like misconceptions about like what was emasculating for men and everything until I started talking to people like Michael Vegas. Yeah. You know, who likes to be pegged, but like nobody I don't think anyone would say like Michael's an a an unmasculine man, whatever that even means. Men's G spots are in their ass. Women's G spots are not in their ass. Why doesn't every man want to be pegged? I think it's because we've said a lot, like most men would love to have anal sex with their girlfriend and would love for them to love that. Mm -hmm. I think a huge reason that a lot of men don't explore their prostate, like a huge pleasure zone is because we've told them that it's emasculating. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah, that's so true. So many more women have anal sex, and we do not have a G-spot in our ass than men. Like, that doesn't make any physiological sense. That is crazy. That is pure society. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So speaking of, um, you know, all of these these roles that you've done, all the success you've had in mainstream – um, you, like so many other performers, have other personal content platforms like Snapchat, mm-hmm. like OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're doing quite well. And many other performers have decided to stop working for mainstream companies, mm-hmm. only focus on their OnlyFans. Totally. You just signed a contract with browsers. Yeah, I did the opposite. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like doubling down. Hell right. yeah. <laughs> so what made you decide to do that in a world where you could survive on your own? You know... So many things. Uh, One, I'm super risk averse. Mm -hmm. Just as a person, I always like to think ahead, think about crazy worst case scenarios that'll probably never um, happen. So, (laughs) like like, falling into a well, like falling into a well, (laughs) breaking both ankles, and then not having enough content for the next four years. Like, yeah, like crazy shit. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm only two years ahead. That'll never work. Like (laughs) crazy shit. Um, Yeah. So. What if, you know, like so many things, uh, like let's just use OnlyFans as a really specific example. I've only had OnlyFans since the pandemic because I had extra time on my hands. I've been in porn 11 years and I honestly feel like I make my money completely differently every year. Mm. And there's no reason for me to assume that that won't 
continue. I've seen that this is the pattern and my brain tells me that you're going to continue to have to pivot every few years. The one thing that has been consistent is studio work. Mm -hmm. They've built my whole brand. They have traffic I could never afford. Um, They have eyeballs that I don't have on my billboards, billboards being my own social media and the traffic I can afford to buy. So I, I don't personally see the logic in quitting. You know, if I were burnt out and I didn't like it or I had never liked it and was just waiting for this opportunity, I can see the logic, you know, for any emotional reason. But financially, it doesn't makes sense, not because I don't make way more money on all my platforms, but because I can't buy what they can buy me. Mm. You know, I can't, I can't buy the, I can't afford the exposure that they can buy me. I can't, I can't even afford the productions that they can provide for me. And as we all know, once you drop out of mainstream porn, all you're left with is the billboard you've created your social media, which one can be taken away at any second. Yeah. And which we see all the time. Right. Porn stars, Instagram. Right. And you have to start over. So to me, this is, this is my safe space and I'm super happy to like branch out and bank money during the years that I'm able to bank money and squirrel it away, you know, for years when I might have to make my money in a less lucrative way, Mm -hmm. you know, at right now, I feel like the consistency are, are, are the companies. They, they built my brand. They created Cherie DeVille. They created every single one of my fans that I'm lucky enough to monetize off of. I know every other performer feels the opposite, but I, I, that is what I believe. Not that I didn't work really, really, really hard, but like, I don't know that I could have gone the completely independent route, just do Pornhub and create this three million follower Instagram without top companies making me me. Right. And that doesn't mean I think I owe them anything. I don't. I don't think I owe them anything. But I think it wouldn't be a good financial move for me to drop off. I think I would have a few years that I could kind of like grab onto those coattails, but it would dwindle. Yeah. You know, and I don't want to dwindle. I want to continue to grow. Do you feel that studios are treating talent differently these last few years? Because I can tell you just like from an insider producer's perspective, like there was a lot of meetings that I had over quarantine about the way that talent is treated. How can we improve the way that we treat talent? Um, How can we, you know, ensure a safe onset culture? Have you you noticed that at all? I'm super glad that everyone's trying to make everything better and safer. I've definitely noticed that talent... I'm the weirdest person ever. I've noticed that talent is treating companies shittier. <laughs> yes, there's like that. I'm. Yeah. I, I'll just say it, and I'm not some like company spokesperson. Like yeah. I work for myself. I'm I'm contracted, but you know, Cherie Deville brand is my most my my passion. It's right. my my bank account. But I'm not saying you have to work seven days a week. But if you call me and offer me a job, and I say yes. I've said yes. Yeah. I'm going to show up to that work. What I don't understand is people getting a few dollars in their pocket 
in a and let's be honest, those dollars OnlyFans specifically could go down at any moment. Yeah, I mean, we saw um, the rug almost get pulled out. We from know under us that OnlyFans has the network effect, and yes, we could all pivot to another platform that will not have the network effect. That will not have all of us on it. On it, Instagram is Instagram because it's fucking name three of its competitors. You want to go on there and make money? Yeah. No, there's no value. Yeah. You know, so. Eesh. Drop out if you want to drop out. Quit porn if you want to quit porn. But doing what a lot of people are doing, which is not quitting and burning your bridges, like, what the fuck? Quit and come back in two years. That's great. Yeah. But, and I'm going to say ladies because I see this more with the the ladies. Ladies, I don't care how much money you are making. $200,000 a month, great. First of all, save it. You're only 20. Mm -hmm. You got to live till you're 105, right? Yeah. So maybe don't spend any of it. And I mean that literally. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't burn your bridges because a month from now, six months from now, five years from now, what if you, what if you need those companies again? Well, yeah. once a month, keep your commitments, be kind and professional. Like I'm not asking for you to kiss ass, but I, I'm concerned that a lot of people are going to really ruin their careers. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. No, I've seen that too. I've seen a lot of like, fuck you, mainstream fuck studios. You, I'm fuck making you money all. on my own. I'm it's making like... money on OnlyFans. And it's like, for your sake, I hope this lasts forever. But from what I've seen in the past 11 years, that's very fucking unlikely. Yeah. It's never happened. But maybe this will be the one time and I'll just eat crow and be totally wrong. Or maybe this will be like everything else and end way sooner than we want it to. Yeah. I mean, I'm so with you on that. And I've been in the industry 23 years now and I can tell you. So you've really, yeah. I've really seen the ups and the downs. Um, And And you've probably seen stuff like where someone's like, fuck you, I'm quitting. I'm the best shit. I've got this now. And And then then they come like like, crawling back quietly. um, Yeah. Yeah. Like don't put yourself in that position. But I spent it all on rent and this great car and I have nothing. And it turns out I... Yeah, I can't get another job and I have to live on sex work till I'm 90 and I didn't save anything. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing, unless we're all different humans, unless as a woman, specifically because the men can go on to other things more easily and maybe the stigma will change so that we can too. Women in porn save your money. You probably have to live on this money for the rest of your life. If you are living paycheck to paycheck, making what's really an absurd amount of money, because we make an absurd amount of money, even I don't care where you are on the spectrum. You know what I mean? Save it, save it, save it, live small. Mm -hmm. Who cares if someone comes to your house and they're like, oh, I thought you were popular. Don't you have? No, I don't have nicer shit than this. Yes, this is my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a savings account, so it's it. Yeah. You know, it's so this makes so much more sense when you're older. When it's young, it's when you're young, it's so hard to like not, you know, want to spend it on everything. I just remember like you know how when I was young, like I remember I went through this whole thing where. I decided that I was just going to like buy all these designer handbags. Like they're still sitting in my closet. They're totally worthless. I spent so much money on them. Like what the fuck was I thinking? Like wanting a nice car. And, and now I'm just like, it's, yeah, it's all about just having money set aside for 
the what if, because yeah. like, if you don't have a safety net, well, you it's don't not have even anything. a what if most of us are not going to be physically able to work when we're 70, 80 or 90. Yeah. And like our government's not going to take care of us. So yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. All right, guys, hang tight. We'll be right back with more. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. We all know Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for everything sexy. And now, with my code HOLLY, you can get any one item for 50% off, plus 10 free gifts. And you'll even get free shipping. So spice up your sex life at adamandeve.com, but only if you use code HOLLY. Hey guys, we are back. So, Shree, you've doled out some wonderful advice for, you know, younger people, maybe people new coming into the industry. What do you think that there's something that the porn industry really needs that it doesn't have right now? Like, is there anything about the industry that you'd like to see change? You know, and it's changing already, but the thing that I'm most excited about that I'm seeing the change in is that we're not like separating performers as much based on like gender and sexuality. Mm. And I think that's beautiful because, I mean, everybody watches porn. And when we have like, I know we, it's always like chicken or the egg, what came first? Like, well, the consumer wants this crazy shit, so we're going to give it to him. Like, yeah. But we also can do stuff that furthers, you know, society a little bit. When we're, when we show mainstream erotic art that breaks down societal boundaries or uses non-binary people, trans people, like lets people who are only on the quote gay side onto the straight side, like to not fucking have side, like if we can be cool enough to open things up, I feel like that can set at least an erotic example. Mm -hmm to the world of not being such a fucking dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> and maybe not labeling people labeling people and genres so fucking offensively, maybe being a little bit less like racist. Like can, can, you know what I mean? I'm not saying we're good, but at least I'm starting to see, to some, see changes. some changes. Yeah. So, you know, that's super hopeful to me. I'm really yeah. really into that. Some big changes that I've seen recently the most recent I've seen is um, browsers having trans scenes on browsers. Girl, girl has... scenes. Girl, girl. Yes. Yes. Not like labeling it some bullshit or I can be in a scene with people of multiple different ethnic backgrounds and not like label it some crazy racist shit. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. 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 It's definitely, um, it's definitely changed. And yeah, I don't know. Like, can porn be like a shining example to the rest of the world? I know that sounds like insane, but I mean, if as many people watch porn as, you know, we know to be true, like, could we subconsciously be sending out positive messages? I yeah. don't know. Is that I, such a crazy idea? No, I think maybe it's a bold statement, but I 100% think so. Like if in everything that you've ever watched erotically separates people. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's interesting how like also though two porn has almost been like that last acceptable place, acceptable, I say with air quotes, to like be racist. Do you know what I mean? Like with our whole like well, yeah, which that's because we say like I don't think porn well, who knows who's what. I don't think pornographers at large are racist. Right. Even when pornographers create racist content. Like I've been on set days where everyone's kind of like uncomfortably laughing about it. Like, yeah, I'm not saying this is good. Yeah. Right. But it's like that chicken or the egg moment where we're like, well, our customers are racist as fuck and they love this racist fucking content. So I guess we want money. So we'll keep making it. Mm-hmm. But I think finally we're like, you know what? Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck them. If they want racist fucking, you know what? You can fucking find it somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm glad at least some of the top companies are being like, no, yeah. we're not going to provide you with your stupid ass content anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might like it, but we don't. Right. Yeah. Good. And, it, and it, it's, let's just take a stand against money. And it's, yeah. it's it, you know, and I think too, when you're a bigger studio, um, maybe you do have, you know, some kind of, what's the word? Not requirement, but, um, a duty to perhaps be a little bit more sensitive with what you're putting out there. Like you, you yeah. are a large company, like a gamma or a mind geek or, or whatnot. Uh, yeah, like you the have the boys, money, yeah. like you're doing well, like you don't mm-hmm. have to make, like, you're not going to like you go under to make this if content. Yeah. You don't have to make that genre. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, have to label things that way people will still like do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like yeah and it's like if we as the adult industry want to have want to erase the stigma that follows us and if we want to change the way that people perceive us maybe it's important that you know we really think about the messages that we're sending out there absolutely and not just to be like well you wanted it it's like, well, yeah, we created it though. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's like, there's, there's both are true. Yeah. You know, there's both like, but we can't just sit here and laugh privately because mainstream doesn't know we're laughing at them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You yeah. see the scripts where like, Ooh, well, okay, here we go. Let's do this. Like they don't know we're laughing. Yeah. They don't know. We think it's ridiculous. Yeah. For some reason people think like even my fans are like, Oh, did you really, did I really do? No. <laughs> you think there's just cameras in the room? Like, what? No one says that about Seinfeld. Yeah. No one's like, did you really? Like, no, bitch, no, this is a sitcom. What the fuck are you even talking about? Like, but they think what we do is real. So for better or worse, we have to keep that ridiculousness in mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you started writing for the Daily Beast. You've been writing some really amazing opinion pieces. Um, <laughs> I was like really angry, but thank yeah, you. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, there's a lot of reasons to be angry these days. Um, what prompted that? And are you writing for them like on a consistent basis? Do you have like some kind of contract or is it just like whenever you have something that you want to say? I do not have a contract. Um, mostly like they they took me. <laughs> like if I'm being real, like. They, they let me write for them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's not to like talk shit about myself, but I think we all know that people don't really take pornographers voices seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think that, and, and, and when we do get taken seriously, it's usually involved in some sort of stupid scandal. Mm-hmm. So it's really, I'm impressed with them for even giving a pornographer the opportunity to just say shit that might not even be about porn Mm. to like, I don't know, be like a a human with like opinions. 
Do you know what I mean? That's worth like, hearing. Wait, what? <laughs> like, like, and I know that's that's wild, but but it's true. Not a lot of people, you know, take us seriously. So to even have an outlet like that that will take my rantings, I, I feel really, really, really excited about. Yeah. What? Which one of the pieces that you've written for them so far do you feel like the most passionate about? Probably the stuff about like payment processing, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't understand it or accept it because they don't care because it's porn. Mm-hmm. And everyone loves to say that they don't purchase porn or they don't mm-hmm. watch porn or it doesn't matter because it's porn. But the bottom line of a lot of these restrictions, like everyone heard about, you know, Pornhub losing their monetization and OnlyFans almost going down because of, you know, Visa and MasterCard. And I guess my point is that pornographers should not be the only ones fighting against this because it affects us. But like what the actual fuck kind of precedent is that? Mm -hmm. Are we as Americans saying, I don't care if it's something you don't like right now because it's porn. Are we actually saying that we are giving, talk about capitalism on crack, our financial institutions, the power to control freedom of speech? That should stop every American in their tracks. Mm. That should give every American a moment to pause because it's porn today. But I bet each and every one of you likes something that's controversial Mm -hmm. to somebody. Mm -hmm. So that is a slippery slope. Yeah. So, yeah, I like writing about stuff like that to, like, maybe get a few other people going, yeah, you know what? That's a really bad idea. You know, I don't. I don't think we should give them that power. I don't really care about porn, but I really like cigarettes or marijuana or violent video games or whatever the hunting or guns or I don't know, any controversial subject, religion, like political opinions. Are, are, where, where do we stop censoring? Yeah. And who do we allow to censor? Yeah. MasterCard? Yeah. Really? Well, that kind of brings up the whole like idea of the future of payment processors and crypto. Yeah. Do you believe in like a decentralized financial future? Well, I mean, even now our money is just a concept, right? right? We haven't been on the gold standard since whenever the fuck, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, So yeah, why not? You know, why, why couldn't that be a reality? I think It'll be a reality if everyone decides it's a reality, right? If we put our collective faith in it, then it's real. Uh, And I wonder how long the governments of the world will allow it to be truly free. Yeah. You know, once it's. Yeah. So I, I think we'll have a really interesting moment. And then I think. It'll become a lot like our current currency. Mm. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I'm certainly not an expert. But like I do know that our governments love control. And it seems like that could be a really beautiful free marketplace. And I don't think that does. <laughs> I don't know that any, I don't know that powerful people like the word free marketplace. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to money. So, right. You know. But I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. It's know. like with this new world and with the internet and, you know, um, I mean, could the fight back be, be easier now? 
Yeah, absolutely. Know, with- Do they have less control now? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting And it might time. be better for a lot of countries if there were some sort of stable crypto. Like That's there are countries lot- where inflation is out of control. There are like maybe it could even stabilize something. That's why you see a lot of these other countries looking to put um, their money in crypto because of the lack of stabilization of their current currency. Yeah, it's absolute sure. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting time to be it alive. Is. It is. And that would solve a lot of the adult mm-hmm. issues, you know, the adult content issues. Yeah. And when I say solve, I don't want anyone to think I'm trying to get away with not having people with age verification or not having paperwork. I think that those things are vital, Mm -hmm. but like, should I have to turn in all my paperwork to Instagram? Yeah. And how would they hold it properly? Yeah. Like it's my bad. If I fuck up my paperwork, it's not OnlyFans bad or Pornhub's bad or X videos bad or, you know what I mean? These are Instagrams, Twitter's, just because they handle porn, they're just content collection sites. I'm responsible for my paperwork. But also, you know? too, you see this trend, and I saw Adriana Chechik mention this on Twitter, and, and you responded that OnlyFans just, like, took her gaping videos, like, away. Oh, like, yeah. Just, just pulled it. And these are, this is yeah. videos created about- with consenting adults with Correct. IDs and, and paperwork. So, because like, what's the decided- basis for that? MasterCard and Visa have always done that to us. Why can't we tie all four limbs down and fuck? Why can't we put a thumb in when we're fisting? Why can't we do a hundred things? Because they said so. Yeah. Not because it's illegal. So like, okay, maybe they'll say I'm not allowed to pick my nose on film anymore. I just have to bow fucking down because they they control the money, so they control me. And they've made OnlyFans like vanilla. Mm. Like... Yeah. Thank God I make a lot of my money on vanilla content, but like they don't even allow you to like put the panties that you're wearing close up or into your vagina. I don't get what's I was the, doing a live show and I didn't even put the panties all the way into my own vagina where they were resting five seconds before, but I like made a show of wiping up how wet I was and kind of like dipping them in a little and oh, that got taken down and I got a warning because it's an object not meant for sex. Oh, right. I forgot about that new requirement. So, yeah. So now you're going to. But is a jelly dildo I got from China that's going to burn my vagina into a crisp where I'll need to go to the doctor's 10 seconds later an object meant for insertion? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. And how but do you my decide organic what- cotton underwear, I guess, shouldn't come anywhere near my vagina, according to MasterCard. Good thing they let me know how to keep my vagina safe. Thank God for them. Yeah, because you have I, no I would have experience. no idea what to do otherwise. So now I think I should buy toxic dildos from China and keep my organic cotton underwear far, far away from my lady bits. It's just so crazy. Like, what? How did they dis- – that's just, just such a strange – We're letting them. And but I don't what, mean we as like pornographers. I mean we weird, as society. A weird thing to, like – I just imagine 10 old dudes in a room with angry Karen wives being like, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> like, that's my imagination. But like the rules are so dumb. It seems to be made up by like a small amount of like old angry people yeah. who like have the worst sex. Like the worst <laughs> sex. <laughs> so Don't put underwear there. <laughs> like, 
that's just such it's so weird to me like i don't your anus (laughs) (laughs) bitch what yeah that's some crazy shit yeah so what um what is in the future for Cherie Deville besides like a lot of amazing Christmas celebrations <laughs> that we are they're that, attending that together? That we are attending yeah. together in the next few Maybe weeks? they'll serve me alcohol this time. Remember they turned me away last you time? You have your ID. Is I guess why? not, but like I'm the internet's favorite stepmom also, in top like, milk. I, and this is not You should have shown like, them your milk I think I'm a good-looking woman, yeah. but I'm not a 20-year-old-looking woman. No. And I'm really okay with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what's so what's, uh, I don't know, what do you have? I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Until people stop buying my shit. <laughs> Forever. Like, I will be doing nursing home orgies seven if they let me, the one on the walker. Like, that'll be me if they let me. Yeah. (laughs) If people are buying it when I'm 80, I'll be doing it. (laughs) I believe it. I believe it. Well, I would would buy that. I mean, that's a lie. I don't buy anybody's porn. But I would, I would, I would if it, if if I, I would post endorse it, it for free. <laughs> yeah, if you posted it for free, I might like uncomfortably watch it. Yeah, you and might be like, yeah. that's my friend. That's just weird. <laughs> it's funny. Like I can shoot you in a scene, but that's like for me to now. sit down and watch you in a scene, like, yeah, is different. It is different. Yeah. Although I was super excited to see your boobs that day, the first day that I saw your boobs. Oh, in yeah. the, at the Korean spa? Yeah. <laughs> With Danny? When you guys were both trying to, like, not, not like look at my boobs? Like... It was so obvious. Like, both of you were, like, staring intently into my eyes. I'm like, I think I even said, I'm like, guys, just... You here, did. You here gave they me are. the hall pass. You're like, just, can you please get it over with and stare at my breasts so we can like have a normal fucking day? Because that won't be weird, but this is weird. You guys are being really fucking weird. And we were. And then we were like, okay. Okay. Well, now everybody can go to my OnlyFans and see my boobs. So. Thank God. You know, you just. <laughs> but they were a hot commodity for a time. They, they were, were really and now everyone's like, "Yeah." Now everyone's like, "I've seen them." When are you like gonna spread your vagina? I'm like, I'm just not there yet. You know what? Maybe never. Maybe you never. You. Good you chance that it may. I right now I'm saying never, but I also said I would never pose nude. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? The future is a mysterious place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh Those of us who want to see it can only hope. <laughs> Shree, it was so good to see you again. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Can you tell everybody where they can find you online? Yeah. So as of this moment, I still have my Instagram, which is Shree Deville XO, my TikTok, Shree Deville XO, Twitter, Shree Deville, and I'll guide you everywhere from there. One of them will probably still be alive by the time this podcast comes out. Which is only next week, but well, yeah, things that's can a change. long time. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually stopped linking girls' Instagrams like on my YouTube channel, and I just do their Twitter because like girls' Instagrams get taken down so often that I'm just like, I'm just gonna put your Twitter up, and then they can find your new Instagram, or if you decide not to reopen it, whatever. I know. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> well, one day, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Just keep putting up new Instagrams. I guess. Keep putting up new. Yeah. Just keep putting more smut out there. Yep. 
Yep. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram for now. I am also still still up there, but next week, who knows? Um, I'm also on TikTok. Uh, Holly Randall Unfiltered. Crazy, right? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I just where we put out um, clips from my podcast. I occasionally shoot um, custom, custom new content for it, but not often. I'm really not good at it. I'm just. I would have come in with seven drafts ready for you if I had known. Really? That you were TikToking. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, next time. Next time. Next time. Maybe you can come over and we can do like a TikTok day. I would love a TikTok Because I really don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have any ideas. I have ideas. I just don't. I I, they're weird and dumb, but you know what? Okay. We're, we're, okay. <laughs> they're there. All right. I would love to. Yeah. And of course, if you guys want to watch this podcast live like I'm doing right now. You can go to patreon.com slash Unfiltered and also get access to all other kinds of bonus content. Thank you guys so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my show and want to support it, I ask that you take the time to rate and review my podcast. Now, if you're not sure how to do that, you can go to ratethispodcast.com slash hru And you'll automatically be directed to the various podcast apps your device supports and then be led to the place where you can rate my show. Five stars, of course, and leave your glowing review. Okay, it doesn't have to be glowing, but, you know, say something nice. You can also financially support this show through my Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered, where you get so many perks for your support. Things such as early releases and live recordings of my interviews, merchandise such as stickers, mugs, and hoodies, autographed copies of my photography books, free access to my private Snapchat and not-safe-for-work website hollyrandall.com, and my bonus podcast, My LA Porn Life. Also, join my Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash hollyrandallunfiltered, and you can watch the video versions of these interviews at youtube.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Oh, and of course, sign up for my newsletter at hollyrandallunfiltered.com and get all the info on upcoming guests and special projects. Again, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for supporting my podcast in whatever way that you can. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.